0: Welcome to Loving the Snow Life, the podcast where our snow resort obsessed mums talk everything snow. You'll learn stuff including ski school, is it worth it, how to get the best travel deals, what snow gear to buy, sustainability and much more. Some mums love the Kardashians. our mums love ski documentaries. Between them, they've skied 84 snow resorts and they've dragged us to plenty of them. We're not complaining, we love it. Over to you, mums.
1: We've got Hello. Marco today here going? with us. He's from Paderecon, Um and we're going to speak about Japan, pretty much, and Pataricon are one of the main companies that go to Japan, and we've got Marco, who's a guide. How you doing, Marco?
2: Yeah, good. Good, thanks.
1: Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved with some guiding and what you do in Japan with Pataricon.
2: Yeah, basically, uh, I moved to Australia like eight years ago, and uh, I'm from Italy, uh, the Italian side of the Alps, and um, uh, I knew just Bryce, and I was traveling around Japan on my own, just solo skiing, and uh, uh, just to experience Japan, really, and uh, I got in touch with Bryce, which is the owner of the company, and uh, naturally, we got along really well, and... um, one night we were just having like dinner and a few drinks and uh, and he said do you want to work for me next year and uh we make it happen basically he's a great bunch of people and uh last year we had a bit of like turnover but he's a great crew and uh, i just love it and uh it's been like my third season and uh, i really enjoyed it and uh the experience of the culture and uh, is an is all around experience in japan because it's not all about skiing it's just like the culture is beautiful it's yes, food and uh, there's so much to see. Still uncrowded places. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, it's true. We've I've skied Japan, oh maybe five times. So yeah. kind of the North Island, like Sephora uh, yeah. and then down in Honshu. Yeah, and Hokkaido. Honshu. Yeah. yeah, Hokkaido. Yeah, sorry. I love I love skiing Japan. It's one of my yeah. favorite places to ski. Not only because of the snow, which you can't beat. And honestly, yeah, nice this I, it, it,
2: it's it's a short season, uh, but the snow is pretty consistent and. Uh, I believe that the that kind of snow uh, influenced a lot from the ocean. is It's something that you can't really find anywhere in the world. Yeah, I and can definitely say that.
1: Yeah, and coming in from Siberia as well, isn't yeah. it? All the winds yeah. and that yeah, kind of yeah. Yeah. reminds me of the song. But, Ems, you love Japan. Tell us about, like, Emma has, I mean, these guys went on a tour together this year, which is kind of why we've got Marco here as well. So we'll t- talk a yeah. little bit about that. But Emma is, well, Tell, tell us about your Japan experience, Emma. You are a guru. Emma's a Emma's a Japan frother. <laughs> um, well,
0: I mean, I went to Japan this year. Two reasons mainly. I mean, I do love Japan. I've loved Japan since I was fourteen. I've had a really unusual experience. Well, not really, but um, love. I've studied Japanese since I was fourteen and did like it was just my life from fourteen to thirty. Um, I did a double degree. One of them. Uh, majors was Japanese language. I did a, a master's degree in Asian studies back and forth. I've probably done maybe 65 weeks in Japan total from age 14. So, and, and unusually I actually experienced Japan skiing when I was 16. So, and then being able to take my family back the last seven years, I just wanted to go back. I had the chance to have a week on my own, no kids. I could kind of do do whatever I wanted and I just want, really wanted to go back to Japan and experience. That's kind of the other reason is I wanted to experience the Japanese powder and I wanted to, I really want to do ski guiding. So I didn't want to, you know, I didn't, you know, my husband said, why don't you go with a friend? But I was like, well, I don't want to be, I want to go into the forest. I want to do tree skiing and to I don't want forest. to be stuck <laughs> in a
1: forest with a friend <laughs> with no one to rescue us. I want to be guided around. I, that's what I want. And I think that's a big thing of Japan. Like a lot of people, a lot of Australians and New Zealanders or, I don't know, throughout the world, they all go to Japan and because it's not so steep and it's this, but they they tend to just go and think that it's they're going to do it themselves. But it is the experience when you get a guide is tenfold. Like yes. tell us about, yeah, Marco, like I, I know that if I'm skiing down through the trees and I, if I go past that tree that the guide's standing on, then I've got to hike out for an hour. Mm-hmm. So and the, yeah, your exactly.
2: It's just, I totally agree with that. It's just, in terms of terrain, I will probably start from that. Japanese yeah. mountains, we can't really find mountains like uh, big ranges in general, like Canada or Italy as well, Switzerland, but at the same time, uh, is that the particular kind of um, easy access, let's put it on that way, then obviously it doesn't uh, mean that there's no risks involved. And, uh, but definitely, uh, we put our experience at the service of our clients uh, exactly for that. Because as soon as you decide, like Emma, to come to Japan uh, to do all the research and do back country or side country access on yourself by yourself, it, it will be like a lot of work. And uh, in one week is impossible. My first trip to Japan was like 20, 25 something days, and uh, I was doing a lot of research before using all the apps. To find uh, to try to map everything now my um, actually we have this particular app that we use between guides and we can share and uh, is awesome and uh, it's the name is Gaia and um, is really accessible for everyone
1: yeah. Gaia
2: like Earth like Mother Earth
1: yeah yeah perfect and
2: perfect. Uh, yeah yeah and uh, you can share maps and you can track everything and uh, is a pretty awesome tools that we have and uh, we definitely put our experience uh, first to go out and find what we're doing every day. We try to share with the clients basically our passion for the mountains in general and the passion. Now my passion is growing also, like Emma for Japan in general. Do you know and what my, my Japanese is still rusty compared to Emma's one? She was awesome.
1: But... <laughs> Emma was our Japanese speaking guide when we were in when we went to Furano. and we had yeah, yeah. and it was. Emma,
0: come down and rent us a car. Emma, (laughs) book us a a room for, you know. Yeah, Yeah. I know. But, you know, ski guiding, my preconception of ski guiding was maybe I'll get a ski guide one day when I can afford it when I'm retired. And it's actually really affordable. I thought it was a really premier price you know premier price but it's actually quite affordable that's what I was surprised about and that first day because we're there from with Marco and Mark Mark from Quebec and when you guys I just felt so safe with you know we all had to wear our um, transceivers and when you all kind of when you guys tested us out with the transceivers that it worked and just that Uh, attention to detail that i just felt like you guys knew every inch of every forest i just relaxed and i just i just thought this is what i wanted i just wanted someone else to choose where we were going in the forest
2: yeah it's just like if if you think about it it's like playing in a hundred percent there's always that uh percentage of uh sometimes problems that anything can happen but at the same time we're playing on a safe environment we try to always to play in a a safe environment yeah
0: a bit of a change from my picture that my husband was trying to get me to like take a friend and
2: yeah Yeah. it'll be it'll be a lot of work and quite risky i'll say and uh the thing is that even for us you know it's literally uh the big part of our uh job at the start when we meet like a bunch of people you know every every week we have like 10 people coming and you have to understand you know all the levels and uh you, you just basically adjust and adapt uh the holiday through the week based on the abilities and that uh, that's the main thing and uh that specifically that uh, that week Emma was like really good in terms of like there were like good skiers and good snowboarders and we Sometimes you're, you're more keen to push the limit a little bit more and take you to, like, different places. We always adjust and adapt. But, again, for us mainly is playing in a safe environment.
0: But, you know, at the same that and we'll get into the details of the trip a little bit, but it's not a trip that would suit everyone without no. a doubt. And I, and I will,
1: you know, mention some cons as well as some pros, but... Yeah.
0: You, know, you did I
1: the Odyssey kind of- tour, so it was the actual Odyssey tour. So what is the Odyssey yeah. tour about? Like you went to...
2: Yeah, the Odyssey tour uh, literally started like because we want to share our experience uh, through Japan. And uh, basically we set up the operation in Miyoko, uh, which is where we have the office, a cafe, and that's more like a family holiday orientated um, and week. The thing is, Odyssey Tour, uh, there's a lot of driving involved. Basically, is Saturday to Saturday. We pick you up at the station. We drop you off at the same at the same station. But every day, we're going to a different resort, to a different place. And uh, we move, like, in two or three different structures, hotels. And uh, there's a lot of work involved from us in terms of, like, searching, like, scoping places and so uh, just literally crazy. going around. Yeah.
1: Sorry. So the Odyssey is you're definitely a ski ski. You're not going to get a sleep-in in in the morning. You're not going to get on the...
2: No, no. It's not
1: a holiday as that, right?
2: It's it's like, let's say there is the next step to step up the game a little bit from the Miyoko. Normally, who is coming to Miyoko for like a few years, wants to upgrade, or sometimes they're doing one, one week in Miyoko and then they're coming on Odyssey Tour... Uh, we have a lot of now we're really encouraging like returners uh it's just because we we get to know them better and uh literally uh, imagine we have like 10 people and two guides and uh we have a few groups that have been coming back for like two or three years in a row and uh, we're literally friends and uh like we're very in touch all year round and uh like they ask us questions we are always available to give you like advice in terms of like gear or anything really
0: cooking advice because uh, Marco was on master chef
2: so oh, yeah. cooking, cooking, advice advice. cooking advice I just like I actually just finished to make fresh gnocchi are they waiting for me <laughs>
1: oh, what yum yeah. <laughs> oh, where are you now? Do you are deliver you? to Sydney?
2: <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately, no. I'm actually planning to to come up to Sydney and uh, soon because uh, I'm probably gonna stay with a couple of friends and who uh, might catch up.
1: Nice. We will. We'll yeah. have to definitely. Yeah. 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 So would you like this Odyssey tour? Like, there's a lot of people out there now. Like, we've got teenagers. We've got. I've got a fifteen-year-old girl and a fourteen-year-old, and they're yeah. good. They've skied since they were brand new. You know, yeah. they're good skiers now. Um, yeah. but would you recommend taking a teenage on this group as well or not it 's just pure adults are they going to have the stamina like yeah. there's so many variants in teenagers they can't can 't be flakers
0: them. right they can 't I mean your girls are not flakers, but no. it's the group I'm dynamic's not. really important though like that 's what I yeah. kept thinking like <clears throat> you want to get the group dynamic right don 't you because you're you 're all yes. together on a mini bus all week,
2: yeah
0: and then at night you 're all together and in the morning you 're all together and then these guys are giving you advice all day and, da, 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 and so, yeah. There's a
2: lot of like, there's a lot of like information from us. There's is a pretty full on week. If you think Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I'm saying that if you're planning to come with like teenagers or um, I'll probably recommend because of what Emma was saying, the dynamics of the group. Imagine if you have like a group of like super keen chargers and uh, they see like a family coming in, we have, definitely we have to split the group. There's yeah. no other option. Luckily enough, we have two guides. Sometimes, happened before that we have friends, they want to ski all the time together, uh, eight, ten friends, and that, uh, they have a chance to have two guides. Basically, we tail guiding and uh, that's sometimes a better outcome because we can push a bit more. But at the same time, if you're planning to come with a family and teenagers, I'll say they like to organize with like friends and uh, if they're like two or three families together, I'll say we'll make it work, definitely. It's something to consider, definitely.
1: Yeah, of course. Always. Always, because you can't, like, I mean, we've got friends of different abilities as well that we yeah. ski with, and I don't think I'd like to go on a, like, it's hard to do even a day trip in Japan. Yeah. with You yeah. know, if you're based at Miyoko and you're like, okay, we're off to Seki, you know? And you think, yeah. oh, I want to take those people with me to Seki. How about you stay at Miyoko? No, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. so it would be it's- a real... It's not
0: like, uh, Tennille takes um, ski groups over to BC Canada and she does ski guiding over there. And it's not, it's family. It's not your kind of thing with your clients, Tennille. I mean, it's not a beautiful, when you're not going to beautiful ski villages and having a snooze and having an apres ski, it's, it's not a beautiful holiday like that. You are there for the skiing. You're up, you're on the first lifts. You're, you know, and in, in that way, it's very, very different. And that's why it's not for everyone.
2: Yeah, 100% yeah. ski-orientated holiday, yeah, definitely. And uh, we, we try to improve, last year we had like this big change, uh, we introduced like a new hotel, and uh, that was great, and that, that's why we wanna improve that kind of uh, service, because the reason is that you spend a lot of time after skiing, basically, you just at the hotel, have your beautiful onsen, Good food, and then you're ready to go the next day early in the morning.
1: So that's a your different tour. That's a different tour that you'd offer. Like yeah, Recon has quite a lot of tours that are on offer, and it's all into the Miyoko area, into that area. Is that you? Because you're based your that log cabin and your coffee. It was like a godsend when we arrived to Japan.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we basically uh, the operation is based in Miyoko, yeah. and uh, and uh, we have a cafe and two lodges, and uh, and then. Yeah, and at the moment we're running two tours and one is uh, more like down south from Ryoko and uh, the one that I'm doing the Odyssey tour is we're looking from Morioka, let's say, up.
1: Okay, nice. Yeah.
2: we start from Morioka, the station, and uh, and then from there we just spread around based on snow condition, weather, and uh, we know the area, yeah. yeah. But is we have like two hotels already booked, really flexibles, we can change things around based on the weather, and uh, luckily enough, we build good relationships. And it took so long uh, with all the Japanese family to get into like these structures, and uh, and that the, the tour is really well structured at the moment. Yeah,
1: it is. It is very true because you know, like we, we've gone to different parts of Japan now, and we've used different tour groups, tour yeah. guides to go to different parts of Japan, and uh, we use Powder Recon because we knew that you guys would that that was your main area and you are amazing in that area like through all yep. our research. So when, when people are booking a trip to Japan, they should definitely research of who knows the area in that area. Cause it makes, makes your holiday.
2: Yeah, holiday. absolutely. Absolutely. It's yeah. just like, that's, that's exactly because of that reason uh, making like good relationship with Japanese people. It's, it's a long process and uh, we've been working hard for like many years to make it, make it happen and uh that's our strength at the moment we just like really we know really well the area
0: that's yeah. good yeah because japanese people love to have a meeting about the meeting um, yeah. <laughs> and i love you japan sorry but i mean japanese there's over 500 resorts in japan you know yeah. or give or take There's you know closing ones and ones that have very back in the day very early on to some of these places, Shiga Korgan and some of the yeah. other places. And they were very locals, very Japanese, 99% Japanese. Yeah. And then and that was right up to about 10 or 15 years ago. And then and they were all very arch- archaic, um, hit and miss infrastructure. They weren't pretty places. There was, you know, absolutely no ski fashion scene, um, hit and, and miss. you in the 90s, Japanese fashion outfits in the 90s. <laughs> 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 I mean, nobody spoke English. I, it, that's the thing about now is that it's so popular. People are really curious about a lot of the Japanese resorts, and you can totally go and have an apres ski seat, right?
1: Yeah. You know, you can. I think that's through the tour companies, though, though, because when we went to Ferrano, that tour company that we went with, them, yeah, they had Quite their rural. little apres there, and Powder you have your little Apre there, so you've got yeah. that through a tour company like yeah. or you know i mean nisiko is just a whole nother beast in itself i'm not i would
2: say that the, the the ski industry in general in japan is growing like pretty fast yes and but at the same time uh, if you think uh the locals are still skiing around tokyo what's easy access basically because they have just saturday and sunday and uh, all the other tour companies they're growing but As much as they grow in the like after two years, they just realize that probably it's not their game and uh, they're going back maybe to work for someone. And uh, the thing is that in general, the tourism is growing and uh, everything is going to be like a satellite from Akuba, which is the main uh, resource. And uh, I'll say that Akuba at the moment, as good as it is, um, is not anymore like that full on Japanese culture uh, experience that we want to offer. And um, that's that's the main thing. It, it, it's like the you're going up to Niseko, Hokkaido. It's the same. It's the same story, really. And uh, there's like two or three big companies that uh, basically they share the market. But at the same time, we we just like uh, we don't feel like the competition because we we're always trying to do our best. We try to improve. We do a lot of recon before and after the season. Uh, to just like give you a better a better outcome uh, from the week and better experience really
1: yeah I agree we've been on it i can't I highly recommend it it was amazing yeah, the,
2: the more the more work you put into it and uh, I feel like now i've been running the the odyssey tour for three years and uh, I feel like uh, I put so much energy into it and I love it and uh, the uh, plus last last year the past season I was with this guy uh, we were working together for the first for the first time and was a bit of a bet Uh, but we got along so well Uh, his name is Mark from Quebec and I definitely want to mention him because he's great he's a great dude and uh, we just like I can't wait to see him again and just like keep sharing all the the places and uh, you know it just it doesn't have to be necessarily like okay this guy is working with me, but he's kind of a, a colleague. We just, in one season, we became like really good friends. We were sharing like so many things, and that, that's what makes the tour like the, all the dynamics work well.
1: It's kind of exciting when you go to Japan, you got an Italian and a Quebecois to yeah. show you the Japanese culture. <laughs> kind of, I
2: love that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes the client, they just like, what? <laughs> okay, we were expecting. <laughs> but we have, unfortunately, uh, this year, because he yeah, had like, Uh, problem with the family, Uh, but normally we have, like, a few Japanese guides as well. Normally on tour we have Miyashita and uh, he's a great guide, and, uh, yeah, he's been working for Puerto Rico probably, like, for almost, like, from the start. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What I liked about, I've got to say, the Odyssey tour, you've got the Northern Odyssey tour, which I did, which, as you say, you go north from Morioka.
2: Yeah. All the way up
0: to the um, coast. Yeah. Um, but there's also the central Odyssey tour, which is yeah. Kunma and Bundai.
2: Yes. Right? And yeah.
0: that yeah. that'd be awesome too. So
1: yeah, that's the tour. Is it a ten person limit per tour? Or it depends on like
2: Yeah. Uh, it it really depends. Yeah, we allow max ten people because we're running the tour with a 14 seats van. Yeah. And uh, basically we are like two guides and 10 clients uh, plus all the luggage. That's one other thing that I would definitely recommend. Just like don't travel with a lot of stuff, especially in Japan. You don't need anything apart from ski clothes and your ski gear, basically. And uh, because you've been provided from the hotel uh, with yukatas, which is a particular kind of uh, thing that you, you wear and uh is a traditional Japanese
0: I gotta say like you say I was in the minivan thinking you wouldn't want to be a princess you would not want to be a princess because you've got to really limit your luggage um and I think I was pretty much one of the only people that didn't have a yukata in the in the restaurant you guys were all sitting around in Basically, dressing gowns, Japanese dressing gowns. And I was very dressed up with tracksuit pants on. I felt very, <laughs> up. But, you know, you, it's very relaxed. And it, it that kind of thing is not for everyone. And the tra- traditional Japanese food, which I love, I mean, some people, my parents hate Japanese food. When they yeah. go to Japan, they look for burgers and macas. Oh, okay. I,
1: I love
2: that. That's okay. It's just like, yeah, you, okay. video, you well, love We it. loved.
1: We went to Brecky in our Yucatars and we boiled our eggs in hot water and the Japanese yeah. people thought we were nuts. <laughs> they were like, we would put our cup of tea and put our egg in the cup of tea because it was like, oh, oh it's God. a bit runny for us. We wanted a bit more cooked and it was like, that, yeah. And the raw, I loved it. I came home and I started eating it and then when I go to a buffet now, I'm always going to the Japanese for breakfast. Like I always have a little yeah. bit of raw fish now for my breakfast if I'm in a different country. I love it. You
0: love yeah. a
2: buffet,
1: don't
0: you? I do love a buffet. <laughs> Yeah, And and Marco, he was getting in trouble from all the Because his feet were too big for the slippers, right?
2: Yeah, I know, you're right But my feet were sore And uh, the hotel is always like very warm That was the reason (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to explain to them the reason why I was barefoot well,
1: so, so, like, talking about those cultures, do you think Australians are getting better with doing it or are they being – have you got the majority of Australians that go on your tour or do you have New Zealand uh, as well? Or, I mean, are we – as a Western uh, culture, are we being respectful now or are we being a bit rude? and?
2: Yeah, I'll be uh, – probably see a big I, – I, I've been seeing, like, a big change in the last couple of years. We had, like, more people from Europe, Canada, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, the majority I have to say that is from New Zealand and Australia, of course, because it's easy access. sometimes people they're coming, they literally fly in the morning and they're able to ski the same day if you if they want. yeah, amazing, or they ski in the morning and then they leave because they have to fly at the end of the day back to Australia, yeah, yeah and it, uh,
1: it easy access, it definitely is easy access, like yeah, to go into Tokyo, get a bullet train, and away you go like yeah,
2: exactly. But definitely, I want to spend like a few seconds about that because you touched like a really important point that I'm always really, um, I just make all the clients aware at the first meeting of the respect of the culture because definitely is a strong culture. You love it or not, you are in their country and uh, we have to, it's actually a really good thing to try to understand them how it works and uh, the main thing for me is always respect. If we gain their respect, they they are like super happy people and uh, they love to interact with us. And uh, the hotels we're going like, they always like really curious, you know, to, to come and talk to us and try to do a bit of like, try to communicate sometimes because they don't speak English, the majority. It's and, and I, think,
0: I, I think that's why I loved it. I really, that was like in the, in the benefits in the plus you know, column was that you're getting away from
1: the, the ski resorts where everyone speaks English. I think that was a really big plus for me.
2: Yeah.
1: I agree. If you're going to go to Japan, you want the culture and you want to be respectful of them and you want, and I want, you know, you know, what's funny for me though, when we went to the different areas in Japan. I was expecting the sushi in Miyoko, but it's not the sushi area, it's the curry no. area, you know? Yeah. So that was yeah, really exactly. me. yeah. Which
2: yeah.
1: I don't know, do, do do your guests get that or you have to kind of explain it to them and like
2: Oh, there's we have like a uh, different people. Again, it's always on expectation. Obviously, in terms of food, uh, we try to organize the best we can, but definitely like people expect to come to Japan and have sushi, which is we definitely provide that. Uh, cultural experience and uh, but it depends we move we move around a lot it's all about adapting really but yeah yeah, every day every day you have like uh, fresh uh, Japanese food anyway.
0: I also forgot it wasn't until I observed the guys from Utah that was their first time to Japan and I had forgotten how many different rituals there were when you're in Japan even going to the hot you know, the hot springs, the onsen yeah. and just even the rituals of taking shoes off and where you could and couldn't wear them, I had taken for granted. But yeah. it was so new to them that it was it was kind of cool seeing them. They were kind of really, they weren't freaked out, but in a good way, they were like, oh.
2: Yeah, that's, a, that's more like uh, on the understanding of like, they know that we are not aware of and I'm trying to uh, explain everything as clearly as i can but obviously sometimes you miss something and they're like they get a bit of but they don't get upset anyway they're, they just like they put it always in a funny way mm. yeah. yeah
0: but really i mean the ultimate reason we were there was for the skiing like yeah. you say and we were there specifically i mean i was looking for lift access terrain I did do my research and I was really tempted to book with another company, but there was a lot of skinning up the mountain yeah. involved. And I don't know if I'm just lazy or if, you know, I'm not <laughs> sure, but no, I, wanted, looking, I wanted to lift you're up.
2: Looking, you're just looking on a different experience on the mountain. You're more like just like, oh yeah, let's do another lap, another lap. But definitely we have options. If we have like a group that they, are all, they have all their touring gear and we're more keen obviously to to offer that option, but not always. Because again, uh, we know places that it's so easy access that if you want quantity, it's okay. And uh, if you don't really enjoy the skin up, the fatigue part, uh, we won't put you in that situation. It's simple as that.
0: And I liked it on the last day. I mean, we sort of divide into two and it was like, whoever wants to skin up can skin up that mountain. And whoever just wants laps can go over there. And we were getting fresh tracks right to the end of the day. It yeah. was, and it wasn't even a good season. So well, that's Japan though, isn't job. it? Like,
1: yeah, yeah. With, with a, that's Japan with a guide. Yes, that's right. If you don't have a yeah. guide, you don't get that Japan. Like yeah. you go, oh everyone's going there we'll just stay there that looks safe and so you go oh there's a we ran out of fresh tracks but with the guide they go right okay now we can go over to this section and it's still safe
0: I think that's yeah. right like and I think I think having a guide takes away the hit and miss as I, I had an awesome trip to um, Whistler a couple of years ago with Sasha hi Sasha but <laughs> we were sort of trying to find our way like which you know whatever what restaurant or whatever but when we went to that place Marco and you said the best
1: restaurant is across the car park. I would yeah. never have found that. Yeah, and that's the kind of knowledge that you pay for. Like you honestly, like you, you just, because you've been there for, you know, I don't know how many trips you go there a year or you go scope it out, but the guides, that's yeah, kind exactly. of it, isn't it, really? Yeah.
2: And every, every season sometimes for us is a kind of surprise because we're going there and we definitely spend at least 15 to 20 days before the start of the first tour just to check because sometimes like restaurants are closed. We have to adjust anyway. And um and just like even resorts. We sometimes we found like resorts that they were open the year before and then they went bankrupt or something. And then um, it was pretty it was pretty tricky, you know, to, to change all the uh the tour.
1: Yeah, because Japan is like that, isn't it? It's run yeah, by exactly. run by the government. You've got the old man sweeping the chair at one resort, and then you got yeah. Massive... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's a, that's the beauty of
0: it. It's a little yeah, bit exactly. like if you had, you know, people come to Australia and they don't know where to go or what to do and they they just look around and they say, oh, I've seen Sydney and they haven't seen anywhere decent. But it's like getting maybe a driver to take you to the best spots, Bondi Beach, Opera House, yeah, or
2: Beaches. Yeah, or just like where you can see Sydney from one spot that you've basically seen it all.
1: So when you, like, so just say you've got people that ring you and they go, okay, I've got a group of five yeah. and you kind of have your clients in line. Do you go, oh, you should go on these dates or you've got your set dates and that's when you go?
2: Uh, look, uh, with the tour booking, we are, it's pretty full on because basically as soon as you do, they're like people that they're booking through, like already for the next season and the next again. Um,
1: yeah. The thing oh, okay. is that
2: yeah we try to adjust and spread the groups and just make some uh there's not really the week that we're 100 percent sure uh that the snow is going to be good we can't really control that unfortunately yet
1: no one can yeah,
2: <laughs> at the same time normally i'll say that probably uh the best time to ski to japan is end of january and february
1: yeah
2: lately just because we're going through like a late winter it's been out of like school holidays season. too <laughs> yeah i left i left the 17th of march and for the next probably 20 days after was like snowing and they had great condition and i had friends there still like skiing every day yeah. that's yeah. the hard
0: thing when you're getting alerts on your phone still isn't it <laughs> even <laughs> this week getting it an- <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> uh, um so when when you when you plan your seasons, do you, you kind of go, okay, that worked that didn't work? Is there any resorts that you don't go back to in Japan?
2: or Not really. I mean, it's, we, we try. Some of the resorts, like uh, I'm always quite, quite keen to go to a really tiny one. Sometimes we just went to like a resort that is literally one chairlift or two chairlifts, and, uh, but it was the best experience because it's so easy access. You can get to the top with a like 20-minute hike. And and you have this massive terrain on the back. And yeah. uh, as you probably know, the majority of resorts in Japan are built on like sunny aspects, which is sometimes you have to find like the better aspects to, to have decent snow, especially on like... Uh, this year we had like a lot of sunny days because I'm not going to lie, it was not the great season, the greatest season. But at the same time, we had like good skiing. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was more work involved.
1: Yeah, but you can still find it if you go there. You're not going to Yeah,
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Different things to consider, like aspects and, and altitude. But at the same time, we, we found, like, great spots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: So what's your biggest snowfall you've had to contend with overnight?
2: Oh, it was probably, like, the first year. That was just incredible. We had, like, one week that it was was dropping, like, one and a half metres each night for, like, okay. Consistently for a week.
1: Yeah! Wow, that is like yeah. over your head, blow shots. But you got to dig yeah, that first.
2: Absolutely. That's the thing, you know. That's uh, in my example where we have like accommodation and office. There's a lot of work involved. The first thing in the morning, you just grab a shovel and you go outside shoveling for an hour uh, just to get out of your place, basically. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. That's why you want to go on the Odyssey tours. No shoveling.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: Actually, we had a bit of a
0: bonus, didn't we, Marco? Because on the yes. I think the first night, uh, somebody mentioned yoga, and we discovered there was about six of us that like doing yoga. So every, pretty much every morning, we got yeah. up before breakfast, yeah. and most of us put in a bit of yoga in a room. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. We try. We really try to encourage that kind of like. As much as you're on holiday, but it's is a ski holiday. We, we like we're there for skiing, and uh, you want to be prepared, you want to get the best of the day. That's the thing. First chairlift for us is really important. The morning session is the one that you really enjoy, because you have your nice breakfast yeah. and you start a day with a lot of energy. and uh, if you're doing some yoga in the morning, even better, because physically you're going to end up like definitely a, a week. Or a month of ski, for sure, you're gonna end up like a better skier and way more fit.
0: <laughs> definitely. And then at, at night time, we're entertained by Mark
1: Quebecois yeah. Mark dancing <laughs> around in the restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> well, the onsen, I love the onsen. The ontens are my favourite. They just yeah, like everything
2: It is is definitely like a perfect a perfect uh, way to finish to to finish the day. Like muscle recover is perfect. You're getting warm, and then you have your nice dinner and ready to bed. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but you know, like I, I've said, like it, that it's not. Even though it was awesome for me <clears throat> and I loved it, like you know, some of those cafes in the middle of nowhere. Like we'd go to the you know ski resort, and you you, it's just not for everyone. Could you imagine? Yep. Like I was just picturing a couple of people I know. You know, it's a fair resort, and that you're like in you for lunch. You're in this big empty cafe. It's a bit like North North Korea minus the missiles, you know. And there's <laughs> one machine, <laughs> and there's you know the the menus in Japanese, and it's it's hit and miss. And you, you know that's part of the fun, but yes. some people would just die. They would
1: die. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I know a lot of people that wouldn't like it either. But yeah, it is part of the fun. You're like, oh wow, what am I? I will just point to number eight. I think what? <sighs> Emirate, we kind of, you know, I I know when I turn up to a tour and they're like, oh god, here we go, a female, um, <laughs> in a kind of backcountry tour. Um, would you run women's only? You think for the Odyssey? Yeah, definitely, definitely.
2: Something. We were uh, like, actually, we made a plan this year, uh, the past season with Mark, because we definitely want to encourage more, like in this. Uh, kind of boy or, or guys environment uh, to have more like girls, and that the plan was to organize like one or two tours through the season, just like groups of girls. Especially because they're getting more involved in backcountry, uh, yeah. they want to know their gear. There's a, now we we're lucky enough to have this amazing stuff, you know, like skis, touring bindings, and like split boards. And uh, sometimes we have a lot of clients that. They know, but not that well. Let, let's put it on that way. And uh, we're just like there to share the knowledge. And yeah. uh, I yeah. feel a
1: lot of us Australians have all the gear, no idea.
2: <laughs> uh, I, I won't say that. The, the thing is, like, in, like anything, you know, just for me, uh, sometimes it's normal. I grew up there. At three years old, I was already on skis. And uh, I literally spent my entire life, uh, researching or yeah. just like skiing. That's my sport. That's my life. its I, I don't even consider skiing my sports. I love it. It gives me like the best feeling in the world. I just switch off, don't think about it and do it. But at the same time, uh, even on Odyssey Tour, as soon as I get to the mountains, I just want to share the passion. Now I'm more passionate about the environment. I just want to make people aware of a little bit of everything. It's not just about ski, drinks and go and, you know, and stay for a week, you know?
1: Yeah, it's true, I love it. I feel like that the ski community is becoming that way, you know, it's like. Yeah, absolutely. Because we are dictated by the snow and the environment and everything that's happening around. So we kind of, we, we might wrap this up, but is there, um, we, we've obviously got to ask your favorite place to ski in the world outside of Japan and probably inside Japan. <laughs> so.
2: Okay, outside of Japan, I will definitely say without even thinking my home. Which is um my home resort is Alanya and uh is just right on the border with Switzerland on the other side of the Matterhorn.
1: Right. No uh is
2: <laughs> is a pretty cool place and now they joined three different resorts that they were really tiny and uh it's just amazing. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, wow.
2: And in Japan, that's a tough one. Uh and you want a name of the resource?
1: specifically? Go for it. Just give us one. You yeah, <laughs> might, <he laughs> might not want to tell us. <laughs> for everything else, for everything else, I'll have to go to the website and find out or take your Odyssey tour, but just give us one one name.
2: <laughs> uh, I'll say for, probably like Almore Spring is one of my favorite, but just because I'm a climber freak and I like to do like mountains and there there's a lot of backcountry just like you can just skin up for hours and uh, you have this beautiful terrain and the the thing is that the more north you go uh cold temperature is a combination of factors that makes everything like it always a great experience when everywhere uh it's just like the snow it's getting sometimes not that good there you're 100 sure that you're if you're ready to hike up you're gonna find a good spot yeah. I love
0: and I've got to say, because I know we, we're actually um, going to interview Colleen, Marco, because oh Colleen, yes. Colleen is awesome, yes. um, you know, loves her back country. I turned up on the first day and she said, did you bring your skins? And on that last day, she, she'd actually been skiing for six weeks in a row in Japan. And when she came down and said that run that I missed, because yes. I didn't have my skins, um... That was her best run of Japan and um, she's actually convinced me to do more to do yeah. more country. And she it, is oh, she's not
2: sixty, but uh, yeah, probably yeah. close too. Yeah. a really, a really fit sixty years old woman, but at the same time, yeah, is uh, I'm telling you, we'll make it work for everyone. Is we wanna give you that experience because it's that's what it's all about.
0: She's the one who's actually convinced me to do more. I've just yeah, thought she can definitely. do it and if she's enjoying it, yeah. I'm going to change my
1: attitude and get out the back a bit more. That's yeah. true. Well, and get educated before you get out the back. That's key. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
2: That's another, that's another important thing. We normally run like a, the, first, uh, the first day of ski in the morning. We do a few runs and then we run like uh, it depends on the weather. When it's like brutal, we try to cut it short. Uh, but when we have good weather, we try to find a good spot and uh, and just like do an introduction on avalanche and safety. Uh, just basically to get you know, like what you're carrying, uh, because if we're talking about something, you you need to know what it is.
1: That's yeah. so true because you never know if you're gonna have to rescue someone or like. Yeah.
2: We definitely we definitely not gonna ask you to use any of those tools. But at the same time, you need to know what you carry. And then after, uh, you have to search your knowledge and, uh, and just improve. Uh, but from there is a really good starting point. And uh, I, can, I can start talking for hours about that. Yeah. yeah
1: thanks so much, Marco, for coming oh, and talking pleasure. to us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I hope yeah. to see you in Sydney a couple of weeks and make some knocky.
0: Thanks for listening to Loving the Snow Life with Emma and If you've learned a handy tip or two, then happy days. To catch all our episodes, subscribe on iTunes. It's free. Head over to www.lovingthesnowlife.com.au for more info and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Loving the Snow Life. If you have any suggestions for topics or guests, then email us on our website. Thanks to everyone who leaves a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Feel free to share our episodes on your social media.